Welcome to Also the Books, a podcast where we discuss the books we're reading, the books we want to read, and even the books we're forced to read. I'm your host, Adam Johnson, a high school English teacher in North Georgia. I've spent about a third of my life trying to convince students to read books for class, for fun, and for their own good. Joining me today is Miss Rachel Lawley. Miss Lawley, please say hi to the people and tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey, y'all. Um, I'm Miss Lawley, and I graduated from West Hall High School, and then I went to um, a lot of colleges and eventually graduated from UGA and got my master's in specialist so that I could be the librarian at West Hall as well. And then I'm also married to Mike Lawley, who's the dean of students at Lakeview, and yeah, that's basically it. Play a lot of volleyball, read books, and I also like playing chess. Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, each of these interviews kind of centers around five or 10 of the same questions. You ready to get going? I'm ready. Okay. So what book are you currently reading and what is your preferred method of reading? Okay. So the book I'm currently reading is called Last Romantics. Um, and I picked that book because my mom, my nana, and my aunt and myself, we all decided, hey, let's read the same book during quarantine. And that was one of the ones that was highly recommended for book clubs. Um, and then my preferred method of reading is probably a paperback book that is either on the beach or somewhere on like my couch when it's raining or something like that. But I really like almost, I mean, anything hardback's fine. Um, and, and my e-reader. And your e-reader. Yes. Um, okay. So is your e-reader more of a traveler? Like, is that, you take it on road trips or do you read, do you read on a rainy day on your couch on your e-reader? Um, both. I read on a rainy day on my couch on my e-reader if, if that's the only method of the book I own. Um, so if I don't own a paper co- copy of it, um, but I usually like it for traveling. So if we go any kind of trip, it's easy to pack. And then I also like it for reading at night. Okay. Is Last Romantics a book that you would recommend to students? Um, yes and no. It is not um, a young adult book. It's a book that is for adults. So I would probably say an older um, or more mature group of students would enjoy it. It follows a family um, throughout the entirety of their lives. So it starts from when the family members are children up into their adult lives. Um, so there's definitely something that the students will relate to, but also will kind of be like not connecting with as well right. um, when it gets to the more adult side. And that's cool to read that with three generations of your family members. Yeah. So has, has that been part of the discussion in the book or not so much? Yes. So the interesting part about this book is my mom, um, she lost her father at a young age when she was, I think eight and in the, um, and she has, you know, there's four of them, including her for her family. And so her mom, my Nana raised the four of them. And what's interesting and kind of eerie about us picking this book is we didn't really look that much into the book when we bought it, but the same kind of thing happens in that book. There's four children and a mom and the dad passes away when all the children are younger. Um, so it's, we haven't gotten together to talk about the book yet. We're doing that on mother's day. Um, this Sunday. And so I'm pretty excited to hear their take just because that's not something I went through. Thank goodness. But it is something that I think will help me understand my mom and my family a little bit better. Okay. So what are you planning to read next? 
Um, I have a large stack of books that I plan on reading next that I've gotten from the Learning Commons. And I've also, um, we're going to continue with the theme for the book club with our like kind of mini book club. And so my Nana picked out um, another book and I'm not quite sure what it is, but she ordered us four copies of it. But um, I also plan on finally reading The Hate You Give um, because it has been literally sitting there in a stack of books that I've been wanting to read for a long time. Um, and I'm excited too, because my mom was interested in reading it. So the two of us are kind of going to read that together too. That's, that's a great book and it will probably not take you very long. Okay. Yeah. you. Yeah, probably I've heard that. nothing but good things about it. Yeah. So. Maybe day, day and a half. Um, how, so how do you pick books? Both let's, let's start here. How do you pick books for yourself? For myself? Um, there's really no type of books that I don't like other than uh, horror or super scary books. I've just never been into that or those kinds of movies. Um, but for, for me, a lot of it depends on my mood and what I've read recently. Um, but I like almost anything from like books that really make me feel things deeply and, you know, cry over the fictional characters to, Hey, this is a light, you know, fun read that I can get through in a day. That's kind of just a read for the sake of reading. Um, so I really just pick them a lot of times by the cover, but a lot of times by recommendations too. I, when I trust somebody and know that I know that they're a reader, I like hearing their opinions on it. And that's usually a, a big reason why I pick up a book. Okay. How do you pick books for other people? Like how do you pick them if you're going to recommend them to a friend or in your capacity as librarian? Um, kind of a similar thing. There's nothing better than picking out a book for somebody that I've read before, um, which is why I like to read a large variety of books. Um, so if somebody says, Hey, I really like a mystery. I love being like, Oh, I love this one by Lisa Jewell. You should totally read it. Um, or if they're like, I like this romance book and I pick up this one. Um, so the, the biggest challenge, I guess, that I have that is also a challenge I enjoy is when somebody isn't um, a reader. And so they're like, it's hard for mm -hmm. me to find a book I like. And that's when I usually yep. ask about movies and TV shows and anything else that they're interested in um, to find some kind of connection. So what is the last book you were forced to read? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I, this is, I don't know if this is a good thing to say on a recording, but um, it was called Disruptive Thinking. And it was my book for my librarian's PLC. Mm -hmm. um, and even though I've always been a reader and I, you know, like I said before, I'll read almost anything that I really don't like being forced to read anything. Right. Um, and even if it's a good book, I usually am like a little pouty about it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that something I learned in college when I was reading books that I wasn't um, able to choose myself is a big motivation is taking notes for me. Right. Um, okay. I don't normally do that in the books I choose just because I'm already motivated, but that kind of keeps me more engaged. If not, I find myself skimming it just to get over it. Um, so, so yeah. So what other ways in addition to notes do you use to motivate yourself to read a book that you did not choose and you're for some reason obligated to read it? Um, well, besides the fact that I know I'm going to discuss it, I, try to find some kind of connection or some kind of thing that I can apply to my life. So okay. disruptive reading was cool because obviously it was for um, librarians and a lot of it ironically is about student choice. And so, um, and it's also about like 
hey, instead of best practices, let's think of disruptive practices. So think of something that will disrupt how people view reading. And so I ended up liking it. Um, I think having an open mind is important too. And then I always supplement a book like that with something I'm reading for fun. I don't just read that for that time period. Um, I don't normally read two books at once, but I do that if I'm reading something I don't, um, didn't choose to read, I guess. So what's one thing that you got from the book that like helped change your perspective on reading or like you could use to help somebody who is potentially struggling to read a book? Maybe even they've chosen that book and it gets a little difficult. What's what would be a good piece of advice for that person? My advice would be that I guess just like anything in life, there's some things that you're kind of forced to do. And the book talks about that a little bit. Like we're going to have tests that you take over books. We're going to have discussions that you have over books. So I think my biggest advice would be like, try to find again, the the connection piece of something that you can take in your life. Um, I liked the fact that they were talking to, English teachers that um, are not big advocates for student choice reading. And it gave, um, it gave actual charts and graphs and statistics that you can show teachers that might not be um, kind of on that bandwagon, I guess, and, and hopefully help them see the other perspective. So instead of just talking to somebody and saying, no, this is the only way, kind of saying to them, hey, why, why don't you consider this for this reason? So. Okay. Um, you've already mentioned your mom and your Nana and students, but who are some other people that you talk with about books? Um, I talked to my husband a lot about books. He likes to read, but he only likes reading nonfiction or, um, he likes reading biographies and kind of coaching or history books and things like that. Um, but he does love to read, but the funny thing is he will come in to the house and I'll be crying and, you know, tissues are all around (laughs) me. And so he's kind of forced to ask me what's wrong. And so he's let me cry over the deaths of fictional characters many times. Um, And we'll either be driving down the road and I'll like think of it and just start like being upset or something like that. And he's just like, okay, like, do you want to talk about it? And so we do. So that is funny. It's really funny. Yeah. It's it's interesting how, people who gravitate towards fiction can very easily get wrapped up in the characters as real people. I think that's, that's, that's the good mark of a good reader and a well-written book. Yes, I totally agree. So who's the last character you've cried over? Um, So a book I finished over quarantine is girl in the blue coat and it's set in Amsterdam during world war two. And um, it's a great book and a very fast read. Um, and I would definitely recommend it to students. And it, um, it has this girl who's kind of, she's lost somebody important to her. And she is just, she's the only person who is providing any kind of money for her family during this time, but she's not really aware of everything the Germans are doing. Um, but she kind of gets one of her regulars in her job, asks her to find the girl in the blue coat. And so I obviously in anything set in that time period um, for historical fiction, you're going to cry a lot. Um, so I did cry over some of the characters and not just the characters, but the situations they're in, in that book. So. All right. I'm going to ask you a question that I've added to the list of this question, these questions, okay. but not on the thing. What's the, um, what's the worst book you've ever read? Um, Catcher in the Rye <laughs> or As I Lay Dying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did not like those books at all. Um, 
So especially Catcher in the Rye. I I couldn't get off page three of Catcher in the Rye. I couldn't get past page three. Yeah. Um, and As I Lay Dying is very... Uh, very aptly titled for its readers. Yes. Like, here I am laying down, dying. Yes. As I read. Yeah. Good old Faulkner. Yeah. That was not a, I took a Southern lit class and that was. Oh, that wasn't even with, I would have assumed that was with Sharon Qualls, but I guess not. No, I don't think, I don't think we ever read that in her class. Okay. I want to thank Miss Lolly again for joining me. Tune in next time for book recommendations, another interview, and more. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode and who you think I should try to interview next. You can contact me on Instagram at Emma, Johnson Teaches. And to paraphrase Garrison Keeler, be well and read good books. <laughs>